Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Pretty good, Harriet. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, It was a pretty interesting week, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah, to say the least, and some shockers, especially on Bold. Yeah, I think Bolt was a had a little more um, uh, shockers going on. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. So, welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I recap both the Young and the Restless and the Bold and the Beautiful. And this week, it's for the week of October fourth through October eighth. And like we were just talking about, it was pretty darn interesting this week. Mm-hmm. especially on bold i thought that um we got definitely a lot to unpack on that one pretty much the young and the restless was all about this whole ashland locking we had a little bit of mariah and sally in that dress and that's about it right right yeah okay so at least we could say we don't have a lot to kind of piecemeal with the young and the restless but we will definitely do it Yep. So um, normally what we do, we start off with the Young and the Restless first, and then the second half of the show, we do the Bold and the Beautiful and recap that. And then at the end, we have what is called Flip the Script, where if there was a particular storyline or something that you could change, a scene, this is where we flip the script. So let's go ahead and jump into this, because I know sometimes we all talk, and that's fine, but... uh, I, you know, I I know we got a lot to talk about today, so. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. So let's, t- uh, let's go. Um, we're going to start with the Young and the Restless. I guess we can kind of start with the whole Mariah Tessa situation. All yeah. I can say again is the same thing I said last week is that Mariah is extremely selfish. Yes, yeah, she is. Um, the way that she was brought back up the the baby thing and just her reaction to how Tessa feels about wanting to slow down on starting a family because she's not ready yet. It's just, and, and it's not like this is that they've talked about having kids before and they were, they're both fine with it. And, but it's like Mariah has just accelerated simply because of what she's going through um, because of Bowie right now. And she's just not, She's like you said, she's being selfish about it. And but the one thing that I can say about Tessa is Tessa has still not put her foot down with it. No, she did say a couple of times, like, you know, I'm not ready yet, blah, blah, blah. But then she also will say, well, let's go to Italy and we'll talk about it when we get back. And it's like, Tessa, you guys are going to be in Italy for what, maybe a week. Right. What's going to change in a week Exactly. (laughs) with how you feel about that? Exactly. Tessa is giving her, I feel like, still giving her a little bit of false hope that she's possibly going to change her mind. It's like, it's not like you guys are going away for six months or, you know, a year. You're going away for a week and your your feelings about having a kid is not going to change from just being in Italy for a week. Now, I don't know if she feels like maybe Mariah being away from Bowie will, like, 
start to wean her off of those feelings that she has about the baby or wanting to have a baby. But still, it's it's only a week, so I don't even think that would help. And my question is, what does Mariah think by her staying back home and not going to Tuscany? Mm-hmm. That she needs to be in a in a 10, 15 mile radius of this child. That right. She technically have no claim on. I mean, you got Devon is not going to the wedding. And then um and then Abby decided to stay back. She already told Mariah, I'm weaning him off breast milk. Yeah. So her saying, I just need to be there for him just in case. It's like uh you're not his mother. Exactly. And I just know in case he's not feeling well. And it's like, well, what do you think what do you think Abby is there for? Like what do you think she's just gonna sit around at home and say, Oh my god, Mariah's not here. I don't know. I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do about the baby being sick. Yeah, it just it's it's just and I know it has a lot to do with the psychology that's going on in her head about this whole thing. Yeah. And Tessa is continuously tiptoeing around it because when she said the word unstable, you know, Mariah took it offensively. Yeah. Yeah. But the bottom line is that this girl needs to get some help with detaching from this child. Yeah, she does. I do, though. I, I do like that Tessa called her out on making excuses for not going because I thought Tessa right. was going to keep tiptoeing around that. And then she finally, she was like, you're just, you're making excuses. Right. For why you can't go. So yeah. I like I liked that she said that to her. The yeah. other thing oh. um oh sorry. No, I was go gonna ahead. I was gonna say, you know, not only that, then she take it so far to tell Tessa not to go. Tessa is got a job. She's supposed to sing at the wedding. Yeah. And you're gonna say, Well, tell them they'll find somebody else at the last minute and if there's some lady traveling that's a singing star over there anyway, maybe they'll get her. Why don't you stay here too? And it's like, are you serious right now? Right. So, you know, your selfishness is not only about this, having a baby. Then you want her to alter your life to stay in the midst of your mess. Exactly. Possibly, you know, not necessarily ruin Victoria's wedding, but, you know, throw a wrench in her wedding and also interfering with Tessa's job, which was something that had been planned for weeks now yeah and and then the other thing is is that it's not like mariah is impregnating you know this is this is you want tessa to carry this child and then you want to get mad about the fact that she don't want to talk about it she's not ready it's not it's not like you asking her to support you and getting impregnating you want to put all that on her and when she says no it's a problem right yeah. I um the other thing that I noticed was when Mariah showed up at Abby's to apologize for moving out abruptly or whatever. Mhm. And Devon was there and she said um Devon was basically just telling her, you know, Abby called me over because the baby was crying and she remembered the last time I was the only one that was able to calm him down. Um you know, no big deal. The baby's good now. Mar- Mariah was like, but she called you. Yeah. And it's like, well, Mariah, the last time you talked to her, you told her you needed space. Right, exactly. So why would she have called you? 
But it was almost like she was offended that Abby went to Devon and not to her. Yeah, I just... That girl needs help. And I mean, she... And I know Sharon is too close to this because it's her mother, but Sharon needs to probably recommend somebody to have her talk to. The problem is, mm-hmm. though, is Mariah don't see herself having a problem. So that right. would be the hurdle because if Tessa or Sharon says, hey, I think you need to talk to somebody, she's going to get offended. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just doing this because of this. And like you said, making excuses. Right. Which, you know, so I don't know. I'm curious to see how the writers are going to take her out of this. I was thinking when I was watching this is something that they could have did differently, but I think I might want to save that for the flip the script. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, te- I mean, Mariah is being extremely selfish and it's not mm-hmm. even impacting her body. You trying to lock down Tessa for nine months. Put her Longer through. than that, honestly. Yeah. A pregnancy plus, you know, the baby being a newborn, Tessa wouldn't be doing anything for a good 18 months, I would think. Exactly. You know, so it's like, I mean, and then when she says she don't want to do it, oh, the, t- the, the conversation is just off the table. Uh, Yeah, right now it is. Right. But Tessa's afraid to, she's tiptoeing around Mariah because Mariah's being passive aggressive. Yeah. So every time uh Tessa can't, she's walking on eggshell with everything she says because she thinks that everything that comes out of her mouth, Mariah's going to get offended. Right. And that's not fair. Tessa should be able to express how she feels in this relationship regarding this this situation. Y'all got to figure out how y'all can come at a happy medium with this. It can't be my way or the highway. Yeah. You know, but yeah, Mariah's being real selfish, you know, and then to tell that girl, you know what, cancel doing the song. You stay here with me. It's like, what? Yeah, that that one was like, now you And you're talking about a free trip to Europe. A free one. Exactly. <laughs> Are you serious? You know, it's- so Mariah is basically just going to sit at home and hope that she can go and hang out with the baby is what she's doing. Yeah, pretty much. So what if nothing happens? You didn't miss out on a free trip and you sitting up in that hotel room by yourself. Because if Abby don't call you and that baby's doing just fine, you just wasted time. Right. So, yeah, yeah I guess that storyline is so crazy. I'm just wondering how they're going to move her out of this. Or what is this going to, is this supposed to break Tessa and her up? That's what I'm wondering, if that's, if they're headed towards breaking those two up over this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they've, I feel like done um, things in the past where we thought um there's no way they're going to get back together after this and they end up back together. Yeah, because it's all it's the same um, with that's going um, on with with Victoria. Yeah. You know, and they ended up back together, so. Yeah, you know, I yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um <laughs> So did you have anything else on Mariah and Tessa? I don't think so. Okay. The other thing is before we jump into the big piece of this this week is um, Sally in that dress. Oh, wait, wait. Can we, before we move on to Sally, mm-hmm. can we, since it's kind of in the same realm, can we talk about 
that conversation Phyllis had with um, Amanda about Devon and the baby and Abby. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I didn't like what Phyllis was trying to imply there because she basically used her situation with um, Jack and how Jack delivered Summer Mm -hmm. and how they have um, you know their special little bond or whatever because of that whole situation and it's like that's not the same thing Phyllis you and Jack were also in a relationship you guys were in love with each other Abby and Devon have never had that right so don't try to bring that situation up and imply that she has to be careful because and then like what are you also implying about your relationship with Nick like are you you're basically sitting there saying you know there there's some feelings there and it could cause an issue in your relationship so it's like Mm -hmm. are you admitting that 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 bonding moment that you had with Summer um, when Summer was born and Jack being there is an issue for you and Nick, right? So yeah, I didn't I didn't like that she that's what she was implying with that because I don't feel like the issue with Devon and Abby is the same thing. Now I can of course see the writers going that direction because who's going to miss out on that opportunity, mm-hmm. um, but. I just didn't like that Phyllis was kind of bringing that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, that she's trying to write, like you said, raise suspicion in Amanda's mind to pretty much like, hey, a baby is involved. You better keep your eye on your man because he might become attached to the baby mama. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, yeah, but your situation is different, Phyllis. You got a whole lot of nuances going on on your side. This here was a contractual agreement. Right. So it's not even the same atmosphere unless unless Devon decides to cultivate feelings for Abby, which I just, I don't see that right now. I I feel like they're headed that direction though, unfortunately. Yeah, because she, that's who Abby keeps turning to. She keeps turning to Devon. She's got plenty of, I, I know, you know, Victoria and her dad, and her mom are in the country right now because they're all away for the wedding. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, Abby, you have to figure out how to take care of your child. You right. can't go run into other people or, you know, run into Devon every time the baby is crying. You can't get it to stop. Like, there's, there are millions of mothers that have to deal with that. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, you got to, and Devon is not the baby's caretaker caregiver nope he's the godfather but he's not the caregiver Correct. so i don't think it's fair that she if if this is what she's gonna do she's gonna turn to him every time she's having difficulties with something as as i'm not gonna say as simple as but something as common as her baby crying mm-hmm. um then she she's got a long road ahead of her yeah <laughs> i mean she does i mean this and when what happens when it become a toddler and you you it right. bumps its head or something you know it's always something when it comes to children are you going yeah. to call in the bond every minute this is where mm-hmm. I still think the writers dropped the ball I know we've been talking about this since December but you got to figure out what you're going to do with Chance this right. girl is over here you got Mariah you know pretty much having you know. Um, um, a crisis over the fact of this baby 
Then you got Devon, who has his own personal relationship separate from this. And, I mean, yes, he's the godfather, but like you just said, he's not the caregiver. And then Abby panicking. She can't even go to her own sister's wedding, you know, because, you know, I mean, and they probably could go together if, in fact, maybe they had chance in the picture because they can both kind of monitor you know, everything that's going on with the baby. So I don't, the writers need to, to, to get this thing figured out. Bring, what, what is so hard about hiring a guy to bring chance on? Yeah. I mean, something. This, and nope, we still don't know where he at. He's deep undercover, all of this stuff. You could have hired 10 guys by now. Yeah. So I don't know. I do think you, I don't know. I do think, I do think eventually, it, it's probably going to get to a point where either Devon or Amanda brings up boundaries when it comes to Abby and the baby. If she continues to, to call him for every little thing mm-hmm. uh, because she can't handle something, then I, I think, I think a boundary conversation needs to happen because you're not, you're not going to, you can't, you're not going to interrupt my life because you haven't figured out how to care for your child. Right. And that's, I mean, it, that sounds kind of mean, but mm-hmm. this is what she wanted. She wanted to have a, a child, mm-hmm. even though Chance was not in the picture right now. She still wanted to move forward with having a baby. So now you got to figure it out. And if you can't, you better get to hiring that nanny. <laughs> Something. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, I don't know. I, we just got to keep watching to see what the writer's going to do with these, you know, with this whole storyline and what direction they're going to take it with yeah. Devon, Abby, and Mariah and all of this. So, yep. yep. All right. You Anything else? No, that's it for that one. Okay. So, let's talk. <clears throat> excuse me. Let's talk about Sally and this dress. Mm-hmm. So okay, I don't know if you for the guys for you guys and gals who follow me or well I won't say follow me but in the Facebook group because I'm used to saying follow me on my Instagram or my YouTube <laughs> channel um who is in the Facebook group uh Y and R uh long haul fans group whatever that term is um I posted a picture of all of the couples in their wedding attire and that included Victoria mm-hmm. and from what we saw from the previous week what Chloe and what Adam saw all everybody was like oh my god this is a showstopper this is great this is beautiful I've never seen anything like it so I posted that picture and I posted the question is this the showstopping dress that Sally was talking about it looks to me if it is I mean it's a a nice cocktail dress but to me it doesn't look like the showstopper bridal dress that they made it look to be does that make sense yeah yeah it makes perfect sense it looks too plain huh to me it looked too plain and just average no, I mean, I will say the tux that Ashley got on, he looked sharp. 
Yeah, he got on like a gray suede tux. I'm like, hmm, that's kind of, that's kind of nice. I could now that looks wedding ish. But yeah, I was I was surprised, and a lot of people thought that that was actually Lauren's dress. Yeah, it wasn't Lauren's dress on one shoulder. Yeah, it was different. But that's, that's that, that says a lot about the dress that Sally did because if the writers was going to say, oh, yeah, she's going to switch this show-stopping dress and it's going to be great, and it looks similar to Lauren's dress, it's like, really? Yeah, I was confused about that. <laughs> so unless, unless this isn't Sally's dress and her idea got foiled and maybe, um, you know, Vic, uh, what's her name? Lauren fixed it mm -hmm. in a certain way that Victoria liked it. I just can't see that as this big, grandstanding, grandiose, spectacular wedding of the century type of dress. Me neither. Especially for them being in Italy. Like, to me, it looked a little bonky. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. I guess I picture Victoria because of mm -hmm. in something like really sleek. It could be simple, but really sleek and just, I don't know, like, sleek and kind of flowy a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like that dress in that picture that you posted. It ages mm -hmm. her because it looks like something um, a much older woman would wear, maybe to her wedding. Mm -hmm. um, and it just doesn't, I don't know, it wasn't flattering for her. You can't see her body, her body at all. It kind of swallows her body up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking I at I pulled it up and I'm actually looking at it right now as we speak. And I'm like, maybe it's the picture, maybe we gotta see it on TV. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the style of the dress, it's just not what I expected, you know, especially the way that they were hyping it up. Right. Now, I'm not gonna say it's not a pretty dress. Because if you go into an evening gown after five type situation, a cocktail party, you know, maybe, um, like you say, a second or third marriage. Well, this is probably what? She's been married, what, three times already? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, okay. So maybe it fits, but I just, I guess the way they hyped it up, it was like, okay, that's what you, that's, that's Sally's showstopper. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see probably. Well, the wedding is supposed to happen this coming week, the week of the 11th through the 15th. But mm -hmm. um, I guess we'll get to see if this is actually Sally's dress or is this the one that Lauren just added something to? I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait to figure that one out. Yeah. But I will say that suit that Ashley got on is sharp. <laughs> That is sharp. Yeah, he does look good. What'd you say? I said he does look good. Yeah, he looked good in that suit. Alright. Um, okay, so was there anything else about... Oh, this... Okay, so let's talk before we move on to the Ashland Locke thing. Still talking about Sally, but now we're talking about Sally and Adam. They're playing this little cat and mouse game. Now, I, I don't know. Do you think that Adam really is interested in her and he's just hiding it? I think he is. Okay. I think, I, I definitely think he's got some interest in Sally. Just her, 
the type of personality she has and you know she's not a quitter you see how persistent she's being about this dress mm-hmm. I think he probably just has some concerns about you know some of the some of the stuff she's basically been outcast around the town for mm-hmm. gotcha yeah um excuse me um I, I I'm hoping that eventually they put them together, but I am sick and tired of Chloe telling her what to do. And I understand that's her boss in regards to the job, but she's always trying to tell her what to do in regards. You need to stay away from Adam. Okay. Yeah. Somebody should have told Kevin they need to stay away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, all the stuff that you just colluded with with trying to almost kill somebody over a kiss because mm-hmm. um, you were accessory to that attempted well I don't know what you would call that but yeah in a roundabout way it was almost attempted murder but um, but you got to be critical about what Sally is trying to do in regards to Adam it's like girl stop with that yeah. and that's what me about all of this because and we'll talk about that in the bold and the beautiful the main ones is trying to tell other people what to do it's like you are in no place to do any of that right <laughs> I'm sorry I had to plug up my MacBook I didn't oh, want no, you're to time out okay yeah you're exactly so, right There's Chloe has no room to talk no <laughs> Chloe has zero room to talk about nothing. You just escaped going to jail. Not even six months ago. Right. So what are you talking about? And you all talking about, look what he did to my friend. Girl, please, come on. She has to take accountability for her actions, meaning Chelsea. So Mm -hmm. leave Chloe, I mean, leave Sally alone. If her and Adam end up together, it's their business. Exactly. You ain't her mama. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Was there anything else with Sally and Chloe and Adam? Nope. Okay, let's dive into this whole Ashlyn Locke thing. And I mean, there's a couple moving parts because we got the part with Victoria and Nick. We got the parts with Victoria and Ashlyn and, and Nikki and Victor. And then we also have Billy and that games guy as well. So which piece are we first? Um, Billy and the games dude. Okay. So Billy is doing way too much. Hmm. I said he's doing too much. Billy or Gaines? Billy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Billy's doing too much. Um, I understand that he's trying. And then the thing is, what I'm wondering, what is he trying to prove? Is he jealous of Ashlyn? Not the fact that he want to get with her, but to prove that he's worse than he was? I, that's what I'm trying to understand at this point, because... Victoria knows all about all the stuff that Billy is trying to go to Italy for and why he's bringing uh, games with him. She already, she's, you know, Ashlyn just told her about that this week. So Mm -hmm. if he, 
when he gets there. That's so I'm interested to find out what happens when he gets there. Um, Gaines, you know, sp- spills the tea at the wedding, probably. And Victoria says, I already knew this, Billy. So what else do you have? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's- Billy don't know that the Newmans already know everything. Yeah. So I just wonder, like, is he now, what is his next step going to be? Is he going to threaten to put the story out to ruin um, Ashlyn's reputation? Um, Is he going to threaten to custody of the kids because he doesn't trust Ashlyn to be around his kids because of his past? Like, what's your point? (laughs) Yeah, what's your end game? Mm -hmm. You know, um, because I had I did see Monday's episode, mm-hmm. and um, he makes it all the way. I will say he makes it all the way to Tuscany with Gaines, but Gaines get away from him, and that's all I know. I don't know where he went, where he disappeared to, or any mm-hmm. of that. But he does get that far with that guy. Okay. Um. But um. I just, it's like, once a person, this girl has decided, to me, you already know that she knows the first couple of lies, and she still want to go through it. At what point does Billy say, then this is on you? Exactly. Why must you go to the, go ahead, I'm sorry. I I was just going to say, he keeps saying, I just want to make sure all of the information out there and, um, you know, Victoria is an adult and she can make her own decisions, but I want her to, to make informed decisions. And it's like, okay, well, she doesn't make the decision that you like. Are you going to stop or are you going to keep going with threatening to expose him or trying to dig up, trying to find something else to dig up about him? Mm-hmm. And then, um, what was I going to say? It, at first, so when games like first got to his apartment and he starts questioning him. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was being skeptical of, of games, like, because he kept ask, he was asking, like, well, this sounds personal, or are you just jealous because your dad had a better relationship with Ashlyn um, than he did with you? Like, it was like he was, he was kind of like, um, what do you call that? Badgering, um, games with the questions like and I thought for a second I thought well maybe maybe Billy is about to discover something you know nefarious with games and then he's going to be the one that keeps him from exposing Ashlyn to the world or something because maybe there's something deeper that happened here that games caused or something like that but then that didn't happen it just circled right back around to- here's a problem I'm having with this storyline because Unless there's something that Gaines haven't told or Ashlyn haven't told, now that the Newmans know everything, it's like, why did we go through all of this for the past several weeks only for them to be accepting of all of this and the girl going and get married and they live off the rest of his life? I, I yeah. Well, I guess I guess the next thing would be him maybe threatening to publicly expose Ashlyn and what he did. That's the other thing I can think of. But the problem with that, though, is which 
do I think here's okay, so Victoria is in oh, she's back in a corner. Now, mm-hmm. granted, she has her feelings involved in this, but the biggest piece of this is because we got Newman Media and we got the merger with with uh Ashland Lock Communications. If mm-hmm. that scandal comes out, that's going to impact both of those businesses. And that's what Vic, because I was like, Victor, how are you going to let your daughter marry mm-hmm. this man who has continuously lied? He committed fraud. He's a criminal, technically, by what he's done. Yep. How are you going to let this man marry your daughter? Because that's why Nikki was so upset. You know, it's like, are you serious? Why don't you? Because remember, Nikki tried to get Ashlyn to walk away. Yeah. You know, and so the only other thing that I, that Vic, and like Nikki said, you know, Vicky, you turn into your father. If this gets out, it will have an impact on all those businesses. Yeah. Now, I think if it was before the merger, I think just say this truth came out before the merger, I think Vic, uh, Victor would have been like, you got to walk away from this. But now. I think so too. Yeah, but now because the ink is dry, the contracts have been signed, the merger is in, in its process, it's like, oh, shoot. Do we kick this dude to the curb? But you know what? You know what? Let's back up. Let me ask you this, Keisha. Mm-hmm. Just say he's, they called off the wedding and they didn't put the details out there. Why? Would that still Would that raise suspicion at all? Um, I mean, I think naturally, because pe- this is like uh, a big, they're, they're celebrities, right? They're famous right. people because they're huge yeah. business tycoons. So I think naturally there would be questions because everybody knows they're getting married because it was talked about in, you know, publications. So naturally people are going to ask questions about, well, why did they break up? Mm-hmm. Um, and that could that could be behind any number of things maybe somebody cheated maybe they just figured out you know they weren't really a match made in heaven like they thought they were initially and they just they decided to call it off um mm-hmm. like there's there's a number of reasons why that could have happened and not necessarily have anything to do with what we know mm-hmm. you know the audience happens mm-hmm. so i don't i mean they i'm sure they would have to answer questions they don't even have to answer questions, honestly. We see it, like, in real life, celebrities mm-hmm. break up, and if they choose to not talk about it, they say, I don't want to talk about it. We want our exactly. privacy. Exactly. You know, so there were, the, they had options. At first, I was going to say, you know, they're trying to keep the business intact, blah, 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 yada, yada, but there's options. Victoria loved this man. You know, it looks like she's going to go through with the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, from just from posting wedding pictures that we see on on Facebook, but um, Billy, because that's where we started out with this. What is okay? So just say he took this guy in there. Just say Victoria didn't know, mm-hmm. and he brought this guy, and Gaines says, "Yeah, your husband fraudulently changed the will of Camilla Rose so he can inherit all of her estate." Mm-hmm. And she says, "Okay, so what? That was forty years ago. Then what? Is Billy gonna be like, you can't be serious, or he gonna be like, oh, okay, that's what you're doing. All right, cool. I'm walking away from this. 
Yeah. Uh, that's what that's what Billy is making it sound like he's gonna do. As long as she has all the the way I feel like the way he's making it sound is as long as Victoria has all of the the information she needs to make a sound decision or to make a decision about whether or not she wants to be with Ashlyn, that he can't control that. Um, but he just wants to make sure that she's got all of the right or that she's got all of the the accurate and true information about the things that he's done. So then that goes back to your original thing, which was if in fact she now knows and she stays with this man, what's his next move? Mm-hmm. Just walking away or, going, or trying to take them kids or whatever the situation, which he's going to have an uphill battle because Victor ain't going to let him take his grandchildren. Definitely not. <laughs> I I think the next, I honestly think the next move would be whether or not they expose him to the public. Okay. And I don't think Billy, I don't think Billy would do that because I don't think he wants to hurt Victoria like that. The I business, think maybe, right. Yeah. I think maybe if Victor was still in charge of Newman, he would try it mm-hmm. um, because he hates Victor. But mm-hmm. with Victoria being in charge of Newman, um, I don't think that he would do that. I think at that point, he would probably try to help them get rid of Gaines in some way. Because maybe that would be Gaines's next move is exposing. But that, in a way, that would hurt him because now he doesn't have any money coming in. Mm-hmm. Got you. Hey, listen, somebody posted something about the dress, and I find this interesting. I'm going to share this with you and with our listeners. She said, Sally designed this dress based on hearing what Victoria had in mind when she was eavesdropping. So, given that fact, if Victoria ended up loving Sally's dress better, that means that she did a great job catering to the needs of what Victoria wanted. Not necessarily what I would have chosen, but I do like it better than the boring dress that Lauren brought her. Then that's a good point. So if Victoria said, I want it to be flowy, I don't want any lace, I just want something simple with silk, and I want it to be fantastic, and that's her version of fantastic, Mm -hmm. then Sally must have did her job then. I didn't even look at it like that. Yeah, I mean, I get her point. I'm just saying, as a as a viewer, yeah. And the way that the way that Chloe reacted to that dress mm-hmm. doesn't to me doesn't match up with the dress. If Victoria, if if Victoria, the character Victoria loves a dress, then she loves a dress. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't to me that doesn't take away. The wow factor that yeah. exposed the hair. There was no, yeah, there was no wow factor to that. Like I wouldn't look at that dress and be completely blown away because it's not. It just doesn't seem like, you know, the showstopper that they made it out to be. It's a yeah. pretty dress, but it's not like, oh man, that is, that's amazing. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I get no, because a, another person responded to this comment and said, although it's better than the one Lauren picked, you know, which she said she was surprised that Lauren would even pick something like that. She still can't believe that that's the dress that all the hype is about. Right. Yeah. So and honestly, mm-hmm. I don't even think it's I don't think it's any better or any worse than Lauren's. It's just middle of the road like Lauren's dress was. Yeah, pretty much. 
both of the dresses just were just like they just to me look like department store dresses like i've been in bridal shops mm-hmm. in my t- in my little small town in ohio and ha- to me in my opinion have seen much prettier dresses than or much more like uh, oh, oh. stoppers. yeah type dresses than the two of those dresses I know. Imagine what I've seen in downtown Chicago. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was almost like last minute somebody they, you know, had somebody run out and go pick up a wedding dress real quick mm-hmm. to to use on the show. Yep. So, anywho, back to Billy. I just had, I saw that and I'm like, ooh, let me let me bring that up. But yeah. yeah, I'm I'm curious of what Billy's next move because he's about to get egg put on his face. Oh, he sure is. He's about to and the thing is, um, you know, he think he's going in there gung ho, guns blazing, saying, I'm gonna put this in front of Victoria and I'm gonna let her see who he really is. He's already done put the ugly, dirty truth out there and when the Newman stand up there looking at him with a stale face like uh that's old news. We already know. He's going to be looking crazy. Yeah, he, he's going to be feeling real stupid. He's going to feel real <laughs> stupid. And Lily going to be giving him the side. I'm glad Lily won't be there for it. Well, she's coming. I thought he told her not to come, though. Did he? I thought she was coming. I thought when he talked to her, I thought he said something like, I don't even, don't bother going to Italy because, um, I, basically, I'm taking gains. We're going to blow this out of the water and I'm coming right back home kind of thing. Well, on Monday, uh, they said that she is coming separately on the plane. So, okay. that's why she's dressed up in that picture I posted with Billy. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, now, there's this other piece with the conversation, because we kind of skipped ahead to the main meets, but there's this other conversation that Adam had with Billy. Mm-hmm. Man, Billy was trying his best to break Adam by throwing the stuff in his face. I mean, they were both throwing shade at each other. Yeah. Yeah, because Billy was like, "You, your father says jump and you do it. Exactly. <laughs> kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, he thought that that was going to be a way to really, like, make him feel some kind of way. And I got to give it to Adam, you know, because I or should I say the writers, because they really have been trying to rebuild his character. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's built his relationship with um, with uh, Nick. And then, remember, I don't know if it was this week or last week, they had kind of had a funny moment between each other. Just a brief moment when she was talking to Adam in the office about the invitation, remember? Nick and... No, no. uh, All Victoria. And Adam. Yeah. And now he's very protective over his sister. And I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah, I did though. I did wonder was he doing was he being protective or was he just doing what Victor was asking him to do? Like does he really care? I think he really cuz he told Billy, he said, "Look, I'm trying to build a relationship. We're not there yet cuz he says, you know, we're not yeah. each other's favorite person. But I am trying to I've already established a relationship with Nick." And I'm trying to establish a causal relationship with my sisters because he was talking about Abby too. 
Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, so I'm liking what they're doing. I just don't want them to take all of Adam's crispness from him. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, I don't think they have. Okay. I don't want them to I'm yeah, they haven't now, but I just don't want them to go down that road where we don't he, you know, Adam is unrecognizable. Yeah. You know, yeah, because, I think, mm-hmm. I think excuse me I think they can still keep him as that that witty like I think he can still have that witty type of personality where he can clap back at people without being um devious right okay gotcha I think that's totally yeah, it's work for um for Phyllis. Mm-hmm. I mean, she yeah, she's still her. What was her last little thing? The whole thing with Abby in the hotel. Mm-hmm. But she's nowhere near what she was like back in the night. She's not nineties Phyllis, right? That's true, but you can tell that she's still feisty Phyllis, right? Right. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was only a brief thing because they only had that one interaction. But it was just interesting how they were throwing that shade back and forth at each <laughs> other to get each other get a rise out of each other. Yeah. Now here's this other piece that I wanted to talk about, which is Victoria and Nicholas. Mm-hmm. I, the issue that I have with this is that okay, yeah, she he went up there, he went digging, blah blah blah, but you can't forgive him. But all the stuff that you found out, this man has lied to you several times, and you find out that he, you know, is, did committed a crime, and you got all the forgiveness in the world for him. Yeah, I think she's being way too harsh on Nicholas. Oh, yes, she is. I can't forgive you. That's the ultimate betrayal. I'm like, uh, your energy is misdirected at yeah. best. <laughs> yes, it is. You know, you've given husband has told you how many lies in the past two weeks alone. Exactly. And one of them is a huge lie. Number one, his identity. And mm-hmm. number two, you stole money. Mm-hmm. You you committed fraud and in the process stole that entire estate. Right. And you okay with that. But Nicholas was trying to find up information about this guy. And then that's the ultimate betrayal. I don't want you here. I'm going to disown you. I'm like. Yeah. And it was information she wanted to know. Exactly. It wasn't like, you know, he went and found out something that she didn't need to know. She was skeptical about it. He, He, you know, got the information for her. And she got like, why are you mad at him about that? Yeah, that's it's it's just it's cringeworthy to watch because I'm like, how are you gonna do this to your brother? But this man has done so much more worse. Yeah, to you now. Now I don't blame her for so I I feel like she could have handled it differently by telling him. I don't. I wouldn't have blamed her for saying if you you know I, you brought this information to me. Mm-hmm. I get it. You don't you don't like it. You don't like what he did in his past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to look past it because it was 40 years ago. I love him, and if you can't support that, then 
don't come to the wedding. But if you're going to be supportive, then I want you there. I I I think if she had a problem with it because she's basically saying if you she's basically saying I don't want you at the wedding if you're going to you know come there and continue to badger me about marrying him or you know be a negative Nancy then don't show up but if you're going to support me you know feel free to come I think he, well, she should have let's wait till Monday because Complete. that 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 whole conversation hits a hilt on Monday between the two of them and Victor is like you hypocrite you so that's all I'm going to say <laughs> like, he says it to me what what you say? He calls Nick a hypocrite. No, I'm calling him a hypocrite. Not Nick, his father. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Monday's episode, you that conversation comes full circle with Victoria and Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know what Victor has to say with regards to this, and I mean, Nick gave him some pushback too. And then turn around and Victor had to say what he had to say. I was like, no, you didn't. Mm. You were a part of this. And then now you want to throw your son kind of under the bus? Man, please, come on. Victor is, a, I mean, he's all about Victoria's happiness no matter what. And no matter what the cost is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you're going to feel some kind of way about what your son did even though you were part of that mm. and then um, everything that this man has done to your daughter all you care about is her happiness okay so what if she's happy doing something crazy you gonna be like well as long as she's happy I mean it's just mm, I don't know it's, it's an I, interesting story <laughs> yeah I feel like a lot of Victor's most is the fact that Billy can't stand um, Ashlyn and it's almost like it's almost like he's trying to do what he can to ensure that Victoria and Ashlyn married because he knows that that's what Billy doesn't want and that he also he also likes Ashlyn because he sees himself in Ashlyn that's true so I, I feel like I feel like that's what Victor's motivation is yep more than likely but hopefully they'll like I said, you'll see a lot more of that on Monday's episode with that whole conversation between Nick and Victoria. Mm-hmm. But it is it's pretty interesting. I was like, mm, yeah, so Okay. Um, did we cover everything? Um I believe we did. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um I'm trying to think, was there, because, I mean, we did see a little bit of Nate and Elena when they was trying to stop Billy, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they didn't, there wasn't really much there. They they showed up in right. Italy. Yeah, there wasn't much there, so. Okay, so that's all we have for the Young and the Restless. I'm trying to make sure we ain't missing nobody, no, because most of this week was about Ashlyn and that whole thing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into uh, the bold and beautiful then. All right. Okay. So, with uh, the bold and the beautiful, Hope invited Deacon. Oh no, Hope offered Finn support, and he hid Sheila's new text message from Steffi. 
Again. Again. Um, as Zende and Paris grew, cro- uh, grew closer, Thomas became intrigued by her. Mm-hmm. Ridge, Brooke, and Liam were shocked that Hope invited Deacon to her home, and Sheila and Deacon learned they had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. All right, so they abruptly ended the whole Carter. Um, I won't say it's ended, but they they swiftly moved to the new storylines. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was causing too much ruckus because we saw Monday's episode and that was it. Yeah. Uh, with what happened with um. Ridge, oh my God, Ridge and Brooke is just—they are unbearable, unbearable, intolerable. Um, what they call that? Self-righteous. Yes, very self-righteous. Hypocritical. Mm-hmm. All, all that. <laughs> A whole laundry list of stuff. Yes. Um. Well, what's your thoughts? I'll let you start off. Um, it's Brooke and Ridge have this thing where they feel like they just own everybody's life. They tell everybody what to do. They tell everybody when they've been manip- manipulated. Um, they, it's like, do you guys have any faith in the people you love to be able to make their own decisions? Because it's like, apparently. Brooke and Ridge are the only two people in that family that are smart enough to make life decisions without exactly. <laughs> complete idiots and just you know they need they need Brooke and Ridge to guide them through life because they don't know how to make choices and decisions on their own. They're just frustrating. Right. Super hypocritical. Like you said, self-righteous as if they have lived perfect lives as if they have never had an affair or made horrible choices. Um, it's just, they're just, they're frustrating. They're so frustrating. Yes, they are. Nobody can make a mistake, but let Brooke make a mistake and everybody, you know, everybody goes to the, oh, she's just, she's just passionate. You know, she's just an emotional person. She doesn't mean it when she does this kind of stuff. And like, um, and just like what we said with Katie, like you have, how many times have you been betrayed by your big sister? You know, right. when it comes to your husband, and yet you sit here and bash on Quinn and Carter about what they did, mm-hmm. and talk about how Quinn doesn't deserve Eric. Your own sister doesn't, you know, you've forgiven your own sister numerous times. Right. With all the mistakes that she's made, that she's made. But yet Brooke just, you know, runs around this family like he is the, the end all to moral judgment. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's craziness how Yeah. you know, you want to say that she needs to leave this house today, Ridge. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine about this subject. <laughs> and they were saying Ridge was not two years back had her, his tongue down Quinn's throat. Exactly. 
mean, Brooke then been with all of Eric's sons. Exactly. And it's like, who are you to come up in here and try to tell me what to do in my personal life? He didn't he didn't right. cut Carter off. He said Carter is not my friend anymore. I'm like, wow. But I will say in some of the comments on social media, a lot of people was like, oh, if Quinn really loved his hus- her husband, she would have told him no. She would have. No. Yeah, so I, I have, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. There, I, I guess the way I look at it, and I think I said this on the previous podcast, they're all adults. If Eric knows what he's doing, making that proposal to them. Um, and if Quinn wants to accept it, then, you know, she has her husband's blessing to accept it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a smart move because the guy that she's basically having an affair with or, you know, her second relationship with is a close friend of their family. Right. That's That causes that causes issues right and I, I guess I feel like if you truly are completely in love with your husband then like I said before you would want to work with him to to try to to work through his erectile dysfunction issues and you'll come up with an alternative mm-hmm. you, you won't go sleep with somebody else I, I guess my feelings is if you're going to go sleep with Carter somebody that you've already told that you love like they're in love with each other. Mm. You shouldn't have went back to Eric. You should have just moved on with Carter. Yeah, instead of breaking, you let him tear up the divorce papers. She should have said, you know what? Nope. I'm going through with this divorce then, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, she should have gone, just went ahead and gone through his divorce. Mm. If she wasn't, I don't know. Like, I believe she loves Eric. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, it's a tough one because Eric is is the one, it was his idea. Right. Like, I couldn't do it because I know the guilt I would feel regardless of the fact that my husband is okay with it. Yeah. Like, the guilt I would feel coming home to him knowing that I was just with somebody else mm-hmm. and knows that I was with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it just doesn't make, it doesn't make sense to me. No. You may as well just in your marriage and be with Carter because Carter is giving he's Carter is basically giving you everything. He he loves you. Okay, sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, you said uh, you was talking about Carter. Yeah, I was just basically saying it, if she's getting everything she needs, you know, she needs and wants in a relationship from Carter, from mm-hmm. him being in love with her to him being able to satisfy her sexually mm-hmm. then in my opinion there's no reason for her to still be with Eric like I get that she cares about Eric and she still loves Eric but if she feels like Eric obviously she feels like Eric is not giving her everything she needs or else she wouldn't be over there with Carter the only other thing is is it the lifestyle though well I mean yeah definitely um, because she's not going to get that lifestyle from Carter. Because but mm-hmm. if that's if the lifestyle part of it is that important to her, 
then to to me she's putting that above her love for Carter. So do you really love Carter if you're willing to stay with Eric for the, I don't think for that she loves little Carter. Purpose? I don't think she loved that man. I think she's saying that because of the sexual connection they have. Mm-hmm. I think they're in lust. I don't see I don't, it's just too quick. Mm, I, yeah, I agree. I felt like it was quick too. They enjoy they having fantabulous sex together. And sometimes you know, I, I've heard that people, you know, can mix love and lust together. Mm-hmm. Because my thing is, it wasn't strong enough for her to walk away from Eric. Mm-hmm. Good point. You know, she wasn't but... strong enough to walk away. And I mean, the other thing is, is that lifestyle. Because, I mean, granted, if that's what she's looking for, because... Mm-hmm. And it's just so unfortunate. A lot of people are saying Carter is selling himself short because he's tolerating the the usage. He's being used. He is being used, for sure. And he's okay with that because of the fact that he gets to have sex with Queen. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, so you could have amazing, fantabulous sex with anybody that's not married. Yeah. You know? I mean, I wonder... Uh-huh. Sorry. I was going to Go say, I, I wonder if Eric had told Quinn before he asked her to come back about mm-hmm. if she would have agreed to go back to him. Or if she, would have, question. if she would have given it a thought like, oh man, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can deal with the, the ED issue. I got I already got Carter over here. He's mm-hmm. already told me he loves me. Maybe going back to Eric isn't the best idea. In some, in most cases, not all. Usually, when people have an affair, that's an, that's a void. They're mm-hmm. filling some type of hole that's missing at home. Usually, that's not in all cases. So well, that, that was her reason, wasn't it? Because exactly, she exactly. Mm-hmm. Because if uh, I think if Amer- uh if Eric was giving her amazing sex or any affection period because she was affection starved for a while. Right. She wouldn't have cheated. But with him pushing her away, I don't want to see you. And when she said, I love you, he didn't say it back. And I'm not saying that's an excuse to cheat on your husband. By all means, it's not. Mm -hmm. But in the context of what we saw on the TV show, that's how they played it out. It's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I'm, you know, I'm trying to get with you and you giving me the stop sign. Right. And not telling me why. She goes over here to Carter. Eric gets mad, file for divorce, and then realize, okay, I don't want to divorce her because I need to tell her the truth. Brother, it's just, it was a crazy storyline. Right. So. I know how we got here to this piece of conversation. It did happen this week, but the biggest thing is is Ridge running over there trying to tell him to throw her out the house. Yep. And it's like, Ridge, please. Two, three (laughs) years ago, you were tongue-kissing that girl got caught by Katie, I think. (laughs) Wasn't it Katie that caught him? I can't remember who it was that caught them. Because he was supposed to be getting married to... Wasn't Ridge supposed to be getting married to to Brooke or remarried or something? I 
they were at somebody's event. I can't remember if it was him and I think it was Brooke because that's why uh, that's why Katie saw them and told Brooke. Okay. I think that's what I could be wrong, you know. But you got a lot of nerve. A lot. <laughs> Which leads into this whole thing with Hope and Deacon. Yeah. Now, I thought, because I was really, I was like, why is Hope being really calm about Finn wanting a relationship with Sheila when they was talking? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this leading to? Not knowing that Deacon was coming. Right. But that's what this is about. Now, some people think, and I, and I think maybe we briefly chatted about this, is this going to bring Liam, I mean, uh, Hope and Finn together? Yep. As they bond over their parents. I, that has to be, that has to be the reason this is happening right now. It's the only, it only makes sense. And I said that before I saw the scene where Sheila and um, Deacon uh, saw each other at the bar. Okay. So I'm like, that. that's exactly where this is going. Yep. That's exactly what it's about. I mean, it can't be nothing else, right? Right. Because you know, they moved Paris out the, right, out the way real quick, didn't they? Yeah, they sure did. Because she was fantasizing about um, Finn and was like, no, 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 people ain't feeling that. Let's move her to a single guy and see if we can do what we can do with the whole quad. Because that's a quad now. Could you imagine? Would that bring Steffi and Liam back together? It, you know it would. Oh, God. Here we go again. By default, basically. Yeah. Because Steffi is going to be pissed to find out about Sheila. Yep. And then Liam already, you know, Liam, okay, because we got to talk about him, too, in this whole situation. I think you responded to my post, didn't you? Because I posted something about Liam. Yeah, about uh, who his dad is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so you sitting up here talking about how horrible Deacon is. You heard what the family said, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, Liam, you do realize Bill Spencer is your father. Right. And he was part of the whole situation where he manipulated and and used Deacon to his advantage, too. So what are you talking about? Yep. You know, he's just, girl. And then here come Ridge. And here come Brooke. Oh, my God, you're irredeemable. You'll never change. You're always the horrible person you always were. And I'm like, wow. You're manipulating her. Until he brought out a stack of envelopes like, uh, she reached out to me. Right. And they looking at her like, why did you do that? Because that's her daddy. <laughs> that's, that's, always, that's always their go-to. You're being manipulated. Girl, they <laughs> use that term so much. 
I think manipulator and narcissist is one of the biggest terms that's thrown around so loosely, especially on social media. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a narcissist. Um, but, yeah, you know, Brooke and Ridge up in there, tra- I mean, they were yelling insults. Did you break out of jail? I'm going to call the police. And he started telling them, I got out on good behavior. Right listening they weren't listening they weren't listening to hope when hope was telling them i i invited him here you know he didn't show up here i asked him to come here i've Mm -hmm. been talking to him i want to get to know my father it was almost like hope wasn't even in the room nope and they're acting like she's a 12 year old right you know this is a grown woman with her own kids she get to make that decision Girl, this turned into a whole argument or discussion on social media. People was like, Brooke has the right. She's her mother. Brooke don't have no right. <laughs> Hope is a 30-something-year-old adult. Exactly. Yep. But, you know, you you have a split decision when it comes to uh, split opinions when it comes to this type of stuff, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, really, uh, Brooke, nobody can change in their eyes. Nobody. Except for Bill, apparently. Oh, yeah. Bill get a a, a, a free a free ride or he get off scot-free all the time. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, so Bill Spencer almost put his son on the rubble with with Sally? Was that Sally? Yeah, it was Sally. You know. How many things Bill even slept with your own wife that y'all had to do a paternity test, but you worried about Deacon? Right. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> what is it about? Because Brooke, Katie, and Hope, I mean, Brooke, Katie, and I might throw Liam in there. They always give Bill a pass. Always. Right. And Bill has done some horrific things to people. You know. But yeah, to see Liam sitting up there talking about, how are you going to let this leave? He could be dangerous. He could do this. He could do that. And I'm like, Liam, please don't. Go sit down. Exactly. <laughs> Go sit down somewhere. Now, I feel like I feel like Hope has a better argument against her um, parents and Liam than Finn. Finn, because Why you say that? because she, like I said before, Sheila has tried to kill members of um, what's her name, Steffi's family. Mm-hmm. She she shot people in her family. I I still don't agree that um she should be able to that she's telling Finn you can have no contact with your mom. I still don't agree with that. But I get I get why she is so much why she's so um feeling when it comes to Sheila. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I don't feel like has as much of an argument because I don't the things that he, has done has just been little stupid like scheming type stuff. He's not trying to kill you know 
fridge or build somebody. He hasn't shot anybody in the family or, you know, tried to murder anybody. Right. Well, here's the interesting thing about what Brooke was saying about Deacon, about calling him an alcoholic. Um, I think he was also uh, helping you when you were going through alcoholism and taking you to AA meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you got to know to bring up his alcoholism. You know, sometimes I wish they would make it where these characters that they're accusing kind of clap back at a way that they can't have a comeback. Does that make sense? Yeah. But they don't allow them to do that. They just sit there and let them look crazy. Right. You know, and it's like, how you just gonna let that slide, Deacon? She called you an alcoholic. <laughs> and you got, yeah. and, and especially coming out of her mouth because she was an alcoholic and you helped her out. Exactly. You know, so I'm like, uh, writers, come on now. We gotta make this interesting. Let's not call the cattle. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, I'm trying to think. What else do we have with them? Um, now, I think, and of course, I know this was done for the um, I think it was spit the way Hope handled it. Like uh-huh. she waited, literally waited until Deacon was showing up at the house to then try to tell everybody, my dad, I invited him over. She should have had that conversation with Liam a long time ago and definitely should have had that conversation with her mom and Ridge considering she was bringing Deacon onto their property. Yeah, that's the other thing. I agree with you. I don't know. They, the writers made it look like, oh, I didn't get the chance to tell you. But yeah, like you said, that should have been a conversation that she should have had a while yeah. ago. And she probably should have... Um, arrange to meet him somewhere off of the property instead yep. of inviting him to the house. Yep. So I like kind of like what we've been saying with um Sheila and Ben. Like it's okay if you wanna get to know your mom or you know want to have a conversation with your bio- biological mother. Mm-hmm. Still gotta be respectful of Steffi's feelings and you can't have her come into the house. Not that he's ever invited her to the house, but right. Keep her away from her. If exactly. she's trying to contact you, then be honest with your wife. Set up a place to go talk to her and keep her away from, from the house because she keeps popping up over there because you know, she don't have any sense. Exactly. Her attention. We just said she ain't got no sense. She doesn't. <laughs> she's trying to get his attention, so she's going to pop up at the house. So you know, he can kind of avoid that if he just puts his foot down with um with Steffi and tells her, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go have a conversation with her. I'm gonna set up a meeting place somewhere in public away from the house to keep her away, to keep her out of your hair basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. You know, I hope should have done. Do you think okay, so say for example they move into the whole thing with trying to put um uh, Finn and Hope together, do you think they would make a good couple? Um, 
I think they would because I feel like Finn has like that very sweet, innocent type of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not he's not judgmental like Liam is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually think him and Hope would be a. I think they would make a good couple. I don't want to see it because I I like that Steffi is finally happy with somebody else. Um, But I I, I think that they they would probably... I forgot. Ivy's coming back. Oh, is she really? Mm -hmm. That's that's supposed to cause problems between um, Liam and Hope. So, Mm. if Liam end up with Ivy and Hope end up with Finn, where does that leave Steffi? Lord, <laughs> they better not. They seem to have done this so many times when it comes to Steffi. Mm-hmm. I would prefer if they're going to do that. I would prefer it just be some type of um, love triangle between Ivy, Hope, and Liam, and just leave Finn and Steffi out of it. Yeah, and they might do that, you know. But right now. The way it looks, it's like, you know, um, Finn might end up bonding with Hope over this because they both want their other parent. Yeah. You know, we we haven't even seen Lee and, what's his dad, Jack? Jack, yeah. What happened? What's going to go down with that secret? Well, I don't know. But I still, I still think it's going to... I think it's going to play a part in Finn's empathy when he finds right. out what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Wow. And maybe Sheila probably be the one to tell. I'm surprised she hasn't already. I don't know why she hasn't told already. Yeah, because that could technically blow that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did we cover everything with with Hope and Liam and Brooke and Ridge. I believe we did. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So now we got this other thing with Paris, Thomas, and Zenday. Yes. What do you think about that? I if I don't want it to be another situation where Thomas has interfered in someone else's relationship. Mm-hmm. because I don't want them to put Thomas through another through through drama like that with someone else in his family I, I if they had if, if it had been a case where um, Zenday and Paris broke up mm-hmm. and then they tried to put you know Thomas and Paris together different story but I don't. I hope they're not going down the path of Paris cheating on Zenday with Thomas. Yeah. Like I don't want. It's that to not happen. a good look. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> it's just bring somebody else in for that boy. Right. Why use Paris in the middle of that? And I know, hey, you know, okay, soap operas, everybody kind of move around, you know, but. Give somebody 
But I guess they're trying to stir up drama. That's the other thing. It's one thing to bring in somebody from the outside. It's too easy. But when you got somebody where you have a three uh, three way situation going on, it brings drama. And I guess that's what they're trying to do. Unfortunately, it's at the expense of Zenday again. I know. It sucks. Well, um, and then it seems like Zenday is all in now. Because at first he was like, uh, maybe we need to take a break. And then all of a sudden he's like, that's my girlfriend. And, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? I don't know. I just, I feel, I, I'm going to feel bad for Zenday because he just hasn't had a break. He had to deal with, which really, with the, the whole thing with Zoe, he brought on himself. Yeah, he did. But I don't really feel bad for him in that sense. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess maybe I guess maybe I don't feel as bad for Zendaya as I was originally thinking. <laughs> <laughs> because he, the, like like we just said, the drama with him and Zoe, was, that was his fault. Like, he was he basically led Zoe to believe that there were feelings there. Mm-hmm. He was ridiculously flirty with her when he knew that she was engaged to um sure. Carter. Mm-hmm. So he kind of caused that drama there. Um mm-hmm. and then he also he also knew that Paris was into him and still continued to be flirty with Zoe. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I kind of I, I think I'm gonna take that back. I don't want <laughs> back for Zenday as I as I initially did. <laughs> so, oh well. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, that's the best at this point. I mean, because the other thing, he's been hot and cold with Paris too. Yeah, you're right. He has been. He, he and then I will say because I'm not letting Paris off the hook. You know, she was playing emotional games trying to think of Finn. So they sure. both have not been 100 with each other. Yeah, you're right. But I still would hope, I was hoping that they would just bring some, because I knew they said that there was going to be a new woman in Thomas's life this fall. But yes. I did not think it was going to be Paris. I didn't either. I didn't see that one coming. Mm-mm. And Bold has a tendency to do that. I don't know because it's a half hour show, but they move stuff so quickly. Yeah, they do. Kind of like how they did with the whole Carter and Quinn thing. Carter and Quinn ain't never been on the same radar. Right. That came out clearly out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It's like no, no no one saw that one coming at all. They had like two conversations about Zoe, and next thing you know, they're sleeping with each other. It's right. Like, <laughs> y'all ain't never liked each other. Y'all ain't never been in the in the same spaces, except crossing paths at work. That's it. Exactly. So, I don't know. Both the beautiful writers have a tendency of trying to just throwing situations together really fast, and now you got to catch up. Just like they put. Paris and Finn's orbit and people was like, oh, she's a hypocrite. How are you going to say this? You just exposed Eric and Carter to, to, I mean, Quinn and Carter to Eric and your sister and then you go right into trying to mess with Steffi's 
husband. Yeah, I felt like that also came out of nowhere. Uh, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now with this Thomas thing, he looks up and having an epiphany in one day. Right. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. Because they were like, um, they was, I mean, he was, I don't know, what, what was that? It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. And he was seeing how Paris talked about his designs and then saw how Paris and Zenday was interacting and taking him to a baseball game. He watched her sing the national anthem at the baseball game and all of a sudden he got stars in his eyes. I'm like, that happened in what, 24 hours? Yeah. Well, I, that's, yeah, I think it's Started with the design, with the uh, her giving that opinion on the designs. You gave an opinion on my designs. Oh my god, I like you. Yeah, because even Steffi was like kind of looking at him, like, "What's going on there?" Okay, let me ask you this: that scene with Steffi was talking to Hope about what Thomas is doing, who he's seeing. That was annoying. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> that either. I'm like, why are you first when she even when she had first walked into the office and Thomas and Hope were in there, and she's like. Oh, what are you guys doing? Kind of like insinuating that Th- Thomas is still mm-hmm. googly eyed over Hope, but it's like right. you feel like that. I don't. It's. I didn't think it was appropriate for her to to bring that conversation up with Hope. Mm-hmm. And it was unnecessary, in my opinion. So then she kept harping on it. Have yeah. you told you about anybody? You around him a lot. Have you seen a woman in his life? And I'm like. What? Yeah, it's like, why are you asking Hope of all people about this? Right. And Hope was like, uh, I don't know anything. I promise you. I know as much as you know. Yeah. And almost like for a minute, Steffi didn't believe her. And I'm like, girl, let go. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't get that scene. I that, didn't get that either. Exchange. That was weird. That didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense at all. Mm. But um, I'm trying to think. Did we miss anything else? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Do you think that Thomas and and Paris would make a a, a good item? I kind of feel like her. The, the same way I felt about um. Um, what's his name? Finn. Where I feel like Finn, or I feel like Thomas's character is too mature, mm-hmm. or seems too mature for um Paris right now. I think you said the same thing about Carter and Zoe. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that both of them just they just seem too useful for them. And to kind of like their personalities seem too immature. Mm-hmm. And, and for Paris, it's her looks and her personality. Like she she still looks like a, a kid to me. Gotcha. So, I don't know. Seeing her with Finn or Thomas just it just doesn't look right. And Zenday to me looks her like looks her age. He looks youthful too. Right. So yeah, I, I just, like, huh? 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I don't see it there with me. I just don't. I just think they're trying to throw some stuff together, and not them as stuff as being people, but put that scene, those two characters. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Put those two characters get together, and this, and at the fast speed that they did, right. You know, and there's so many family members on that show. The only free people right now is Paris and Carter. Yeah, everybody you're right. else is pretty much related to each other. Yeah. So it's not like they can take another young woman. You can't put hope. Well, you could have put hope, but you let that ship that ship sail. They technically should have put them together a long time ago. Hope and Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If they were going to do it. But yeah. they didn't. And the only other available female on the show without getting bringing somebody in is Paris. Yep. You know, because Steffi is his sister. The, the Logan women are older than him, and it's just no. Yeah. And, uh, that's it. They either need to hire a new actress to play Paris to so that she fits in more with like the age group. Uh-huh. Or they need to do something about Paris's look to make her look more mature. Yeah, but I and, have a feeling that they gave Paris full autonomy over her look though. Yeah. Because I think that's they, how she carries herself off the show too. Right. Yeah. When you look at her social media, she does. She looks like that character. Yeah. So they probably like, you know what? We're not going to put any hair on you. We're not going to put anything. You, you, you do you. You can wear your own look. But the thing is, is that the only person that fits her age on the show is Zenday. Right. You know, so, and I honestly, why don't you just explore that for a minute and leave that alone? Let that alone. Find um, find somebody else for, for Carter. One, I mean, Carter. Yeah, find somebody for Carter, too. Yeah. But uh, Find somebody else for Carter and Tom. <laughs> Thomas, right. Yeah. You know, you bringing Ivy back on the show. Okay, you brought Deacon and Sheila back, and I know those contracts are probably pretty big. Right. But can't you squeeze somebody else in? I mean, if you were going to bring Ivy, you could have brought a whole other girl over here for Thomas. Yeah. Instead yep. of trying to throw uh, a monkey wrench into Liam's and Hope's relationship. You know who um, the, like, if they wanted to build more around the age group of Zenday in Paris, they could have brought back um, RJ and what's her name, Coco? Yeah, she would have fit in with them. Yep, yep, yeah. Her and her and RJ both would have fit in with that. Yep, little That's true. Yeah, so okay. All right, we covered a lot with them because it's been a, a interesting week with the new storylines that Bo have as we get away from. Uh, one of the other storylines, but um, mm-hmm. I think that's all we have for Bo, right? Yep. Okay. So let's do our flip the script segment. What that is, is that if there's a particular storyline or a scene that we wish we could change, this is where we flip the script. So what do you got for this morning? 
Um, so my Y&R flip is the Devon and Abby and the baby situation where maybe it's too soon for this flip because I think Devon right now is just trying to help Abby as much as possible because chance is it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Devon needs to sit down with her and tell her like when you know I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going to come and help you with the baby or I'm here to help with the baby but we need to set some boundaries with you calling and asking for my assistance mm-hmm. as cruel as that might sound um like I was saying earlier her calling Devon for something as common as the baby crying and she can't get the baby to stop crying is a little ridiculous. So I feel like that's a conversation that Devon probably should have had with her um, in that scene somewhere. Or maybe within the next several times that it happens, maybe that's that would have been a good time. I guess this was only the first time, so... I might just be being a little harsh. <laughs> Girl, you crazy. That <laughs> might just be a little harsh. Um, and then, so for my Bold and Beautiful flip, it would have been the scene where Deacon showed up at the cabin house or whatever they call that place that they live in. Um, I feel like Hope should have stood up to her mom and Ridge and Liam a little stronger than what she did because she just kind of stood back and listened to them um, bash Deacon and accuse Deacon of manipulating Hope and showing up at their place uninvited. And although Hope did, you know, a few times say, I asked him to come here. I've been communicating with him. This, you know, this wasn't Deacon. She, it was like she said it and then she just kind of sat back and just watched them continue to bash on him. And I wish that she would have said, I wish that she would have like told everybody to shut up, put her foot down and said, this is what I want. I don't care what you say, mom. I don't care what you say, Ridge. I don't care what you say, Liam. This is something that I'm doing. He's my father. I'm an adult. I can make the choice to have a relationship with him or to get to know him if I want to. Right. She should have made her mom and she should have made Brooke and Ridge get out of her house mm-hmm. and told Deacon to stay because I kind of feel like she let Deacon walk into a trap. Yeah. And that wasn't, that wasn't fair to him. Because she had to know how her mom was going to react. Exactly. She knew what they were going to say. So like you said, it was a, it was a trap. Yeah. She let him walk into that trap, and then she barely said anything to defend him. Yep, that is so true. All right, girly, that was pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. All right, so my Y&R flip for, uh, is for Abby, I mean, for uh, Mariah and Tessa. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have had Abby come over to Mariah and Tessa and said, you know what? I'm good over here. You don't need to stay. I'm telling you right now, I got this. Mm-hmm. Because she's making that decision on her own without any acceptance from uh, Abby. Mm-hmm. I'm staying home because I know that baby, just in case that baby needs me, I want to be there for him. 
this is where they need to bring in Abby and say, hey, I understand that you want to stick around and miss the wedding based on this. Don't worry about that. This is, mm-hmm. I got this. Go to the wedding. You and Tessa have a good time, but we got this down here. So, and kind of because I think she needs to hear that from Abby. Do you think that would have changed her mind? Or she still would have made it? She would have had no choice because if Abby said, I'm not going to need to call you for anything, I got this, what, what are you here for? Because mm-hmm. I would already told you, I'm not going to have you, I'm not going to call you, you know? Um, I'm taking care of everything down here, you know, because then what can you do? If the mother of, the, of that child says, there's no need for you. That's like telling the baby, the babysitter is telling you I'm going to stick around anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I already told you I'm home. I'm going to feed this kid. I'm good. I got this. You can go home. And you still tell the babysitter, uh, no, I think I'm going to, I mean, the babysitter sort of uh, tell you, no, I'm just going to stick around anyway. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where uh, Tessa should have been like, Okay, let's just let's give Abby a call and and see if this is something that she needs you to do. And I can guarantee you Mariah would have been like, "Well, uh I, uh, uh I, well, we don't have to call her. Then what's the problem?" Because she know what Abby would have told her. She's doing this on her own. What are you going to do? Bust up in Abby's house and say, "Okay, where is he at?" I mean, so I I honestly think you know, this is where they need to get Abby involved, especially with that situation, say, no, I got this. I'm not, you know, so I need you to go. Me and Dominic is going to be fine. You know, I have the nannies and the help here. Well, why do you need a nanny? Because I choose to. They got to start putting boundaries down with this girl and stop tiptoeing around her. Because the more they tiptoe around Mariah, she's going to continue to move like she's moving. And I'm not saying hurt the girl's feelings, but at some point you gotta respect other people's boundaries. Okay. Um that one we got kicked off some kind of way with <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I honestly think they need to stop tiptoeing around Mariah. Mm-hmm. She's gotta set some boundaries with that girl. And I really truly think that this is where they needed to bring Abby in mm-hmm. and say, No, you you know, we need and especially this is her family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need Tessa to go and fulfill what my family wanted her to do. And at the same time, me and Dominic is going to be fine. I'm not going to need to call you. I've already told you I'm weaning him off breast milk. Mm-hmm. You need to go. That's what, the part. Huh? Oh, sorry. What did you say? I was going to say, that's the part that makes me think that Mariah wouldn't have listened either way because Abby had already told her we're weaning, we're weaning him off of breast milk. Yeah, but I'm talking about the fact that her, my, my flip the script was her not going off to Tuscany because she worried about if the baby needs her. No, Abby yeah. was like, no, we're good. We're yeah. Good. And I, you know, I need you to go ahead because I'm not going to call you. I'm not. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing she, what, what are you going to excuse your way? I'm just going to stay anyway. She's just saying that right now. You losing mm-hmm. your mind at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that's my flip on that. That whole thing. They need to stop tiptoeing around that girl and set some boundaries. Yes, they do. Because if if they don't, 
she's going to continue to keep moving like she's moving because y'all letting her do it. Yeah. Um, and then on um, Bold and the Beautiful, I would have, I, I kind of wanted Hope to speak up a lot more. I kind of wanted mm-hmm. Hope because she was standing around looking while these folks was going back and forth about what she chose to do. This right. No choice. Right. You know, and she's like, y'all act like I'm not standing here. That's because you're not making you your voice nothing. known. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're not making your <laughs> voice known. You want to be seen, speak up and put your foot down. You need sure. to tell Ridge and Brooke, look, this is my decision. I'm grown. I know what I want to do. I understand you might not like it, but that's my biological father. If I choose mm-hmm. to want to get to know him, it's my choice. And when Brooke like, oh, he's horrible, he's this. Well, you picked him. Exactly. You picked him. He wasn't horrible when you slept with him. Exactly. (laughs) While he was married to your other daughter. Yeah, uh, hello. You know, I mean, that's what I was saying earlier about the the writers making a good comeback with some of these Mm storylines. I mean, that might have been a little disrespectful, but they don't have no problem telling her how they feel. Right. So if Hope would have came back and, you know, Brooke was like, but he's a horrible person. Well, you picked him when you slept with him when you were married <laughs> to my sister. <laughs> yeah. Then I can guarantee you the mouths of many fans would have dropped when Hope said that. Yes. You know, so it's like if if Hope want the attention and the stand up that she needed, she needed to speak up a little bit more. There's no way they should have been coming at Deacon like like they did if you were the one that orchestrated all of this. Right. You put this in motion. You invite him to the house. You didn't tell nobody beforehand. Now the situation is what it is. It blows up and you sitting in the background. Right. Yeah, that was that was making me mad. I feel like Hope has always been like that. To yeah. where she just lets people walk all over her and talk over her and treat her as if she's not smart enough to make her own decisions. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was like, Mm-mm, you know what? If you want this to go down the way that you want. And then she turned around and she says, well, I'm not really sure if I want to have a relationship. I'm still thinking about it, too. What? So why you bring this man all the way here to get to step into the lion's den? Yeah. And then you send him all these letters when you claim to your parents or to Ridge and Brooke. Well, I'm not really sure what I want to do yet either. Girl. Right. And they said, baby, bye. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that I feel like that when she said that, I feel like that kind of um, proves Brooke's point of he's manipulating you and you don't you don't really want to get to know him or you don't know what you want or whatever it was that they were right saying about her. And it's like if you if you've been sending all of those letters to him, that stack of letters that he had and you haven't figured out by now whether or not you want to pursue a a relationship with your dad, then there's something else going on. (laughs) There's something else going on. uh, And my my take on that is that when she saw how upset everybody was, that was her message to them to kind of calm them down. She Mm -hmm. wants to know Deacon, but she said that in the heat of the moment. Well, I'm not really sure either yet anyway. To, to kind of get them to back off, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. don't try to play both sides of the of the stick. Both yeah. Of the stick. 
Yes, that's that's what I felt like. That that's what she was doing. That would have been an acceptable excuse if, let's say, it had only been maybe a month or two or three into yeah. her talking to Deacon. Right. Ever since he trying went to, to jail. Yeah, but if you've been talking to him for years and you still trying to figure it out, like that doesn't that, that doesn't make sense. You're lying. You know yeah. you want that man there, but the moment that it, it heat up, then you want to be, oh, I don't know yet anyway. Yeah, okay. Trying to please your mom, basically. And then that only, like you just said, it fuels the, her fire to say, see, you're not sure. You don't know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but that's what we have for Flip the Script. Um, Like I said, Ivy is supposed to be back this fall. Um... As we saw, Deacon, it looked like Deacon and, and Sheila is going to maybe team up to figure this thing out with their kids, which I think is going to blow up in their faces. Definitely. If Deacon was smart, he would stay away from that. Yeah, because Sheila is in a worse position than he is. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, they said that Carter and Quinn is still sleeping together, but we probably won't see that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the wedding in Tuscany is happening on the 15th. So we got four days to deal with whatever's happening in Tuscany. I wonder if they're going to, um, kind of interject the wedding with, what's their names? Who? Um, Nick and Phyllis's daughter, Summer and Kyle. No, they're already married. They got married on Friday's episode. It did. They didn't show the wedding. They just showed Jack and Phyllis and them talking about how beautiful it was. Remember? Mm. Because um, no, because the preview I saw after I watched Friday's episode showed them all together with Kyle. Right, they're going to show up in Tuscany at Victoria's wedding, but you'll see on Monday. Um, they're going to show pictures of their wedding. They already married. So that must have happened Monday then. That didn't happen Friday because I didn't see any of that. No, it, what I'm saying is that they when they got back, when they got to, what was that? Hold on. It's either Thursday or Friday because the pictures and stuff didn't come out till this coming week. But they talked about them getting married or that they have gotten married on Friday. Friday. I caught that in one clip. Either Thursday or Friday of this past week. But anywho, yeah, they're already married by the time that they got to um, Victoria's wedding. Yep. I think all of that happens next week because I didn't see anything about uh, not saying that Kyle and Summer gets married next week, but I don't remember I don't remember seeing any discussion about Kyle and Summer at all this week. Not even on Friday. I yep. didn't see anything about them until I saw the clips for next week. Yep. So, um, Victoria and Ashlyn get married on the 15th. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, unless there's something else that Ashlyn is hiding outside of what we know, to me, this is a big want wah yeah. Unless Billy does something, unless that Gaines guy blow up Ashlyn and become headline news, other than that, everybody know what's up with Ashlyn now. Yep, this is what I've been hoping for, too, because Billy has gotten on my nerves through this whole thing. <laughs> so I'm glad that it's going to, or I'm hoping it'll blow up in his that it's going to blow up in his face. Yep, so 
that's all we got this week for the week of the 4th through the 8th. Um, other than that, it was a pretty good uh, week for bold, I would say. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens with this wedding and whether Sally gets this dress switched or whatever the situation is. Um, um, let me see. I thought I saw some comments. Hold on. Hope needs to stay on her ground. She's a grown woman and has the right to see if she wants a relationship. Mm, yeah, everybody's saying in the comments on so on Facebook that this is probably going to bring Hope and Finn together. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right, so you guys have a great week. You two, uh, Keisha, have a good weekend. It was a great show as usual. Yes, it was. And we will see you guys next week. Have, you a, have good- a great week as well. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.